Live from the dorm, welcome to Initial Public Opinion. I'm your host, Amelia, and today we're going to be starting the Bradley Beal Liberation Campaign, breaking down Matthew Stafford to the Rams, and debating which side of history the Nets will fall on. Only the second episode, and she's already more excited than half our listeners. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, now, hey. Someone's got to be excited, and if it's me, then it's me. I'm fine with it. Okay, fair, fair. So I uh, want to take a moment this episode, um, you know, so we are Initial Public Opinion, uh, I'm Brendan. You know, I'm Neve. I'm Amelia. Amelia. Um, so we are, you know, the IPO staff here. We um, are a podcast under the new multimedia sports platform um, called Dorm Talk Sports. It was a company that, you know, the three of us and a bunch of our friends uh, were students at Bentley University, were sophomores. Um, really just interested in, interested in business, really passionate about sports and wanted to try to start something, wanted to get some experience and, you know, really what it meant to build a brand and build a company working in a startup environment. We're really focused on revolutionizing sports culture, um, through in-depth analysis, uh, our knowledge that we've been building out throughout our lives. We're all very passionate sports fans, as well as just really having some fun along the way. We have a blast recording these shows. If you guys can't, you know, tell from, how excited Amelia is in her introductions, um, but I mean, you know, let's we do be honest. have fun. What else do we have to do during coronavirus? Not Absolutely much. Absolutely nothing. So not why much. not get together and banter about the sports world? We appreciate you guys listening. Um, everyone who supported us, uh, we're you know obviously in the very early stages of this, but we do really appreciate it. So as Amelia started us off with, we will be launching the Bradley Beal Liberation Campaign today. It's really actually pathetic that this man has to put on a Washington Wizards jersey every single night. He's currently sitting at 34.9 points per game, 4.7 assists, and 5.1 Is that not a lot? That is a lot. Okay, that's what I thought. Like, his career average is 21 and almost a half. 21 and a half points per game. Yeah, I mean, this guy's a bona fide, bona fide superstar at this point. Honestly, in terms of shooting guards, I mean, you really have to have him in your top three. Um, you know, he's hooping. He's one of the most dangerous, you know, three-level scorers in the game right now. I mean, honestly, outside of, like, James Harden, you know, I don't really think there's a better scoring two uh, really out there. We'll talk about James later. Um, but really, we're we're trying to figure out... What are we going to do with Bradley Beal? Because I want to watch him play basketball, and it really sucks having to watch the Wizards in order to watch him. I mean, every single play, you just see him grabbing the ball and spiking it. Um, so is he the MVP of the Wizards? Is this uh, the debate we're making? or No, he's... No, clearly, you know, Rui Hachimura is a better player now. That was sarcastic also for people who don't know who Rui Hachimura is. Um, but really, we're going to go through exactly how ridiculous Bradley Beal's stats have really essentially been um you know the wizards are a bad basketball team you know they're they're four and twelve um yep that's right four and twelve and they have a player that's scoring 35 points a game and still have russell westbrook yeah no i mean this is just really the organization um not really being able to support their superstar and it's sad, you know, and they, they really weren't able to do it with John Wall. Um, and the thing is, is that it's not the offense, right? Like, they're, they're being able to put points on the board, largely because Bradley Beal is putting mm. up, you know, 35 of them. Um, they, but beat the Nets. They, bet, they beat the Nets they the other night, the Nets. scoring like the they eight really last points. The Nets. Um. But, you know, there's a quote from Bradley Beal, like, they can't, um, what was it? They can't, they can't uh, guard a parked car. And, like, honestly, 
this has been correct. The, the sad thing is, is that they're third in the league in points per game. You See, the, wi- the Wizards... Yeah. And you're calling them a bad team, but it's yeah. mainly because of him? No, it's mainly because of the 122 that they give up on the defensive end. And the only, you know, really, the only team that's worse than them in that category is, uh, you know, the Nets. Yeah. We'll get to that later, but I mean, the Wizards can't guard a parked car. Kyrie can't guard a stick. Um, Same type of thing. But, you know, that that's really what it comes down to. And I don't really think it's like a single issue. Um, I don't really know. Scott Brooks... I don't obviously I don't think that he's really the answer there. And again, it's like those those Thunder teams, you know, when he was running with Harden and Westbrook and KD, they were scoring a lot of points. But the reason that the the um the Spurs would beat him in the Western Conference Finals every year is because of fundamentals in defense, right? So if I'm Bradley Beal, right, I think it's amazing that he has not already demanded a trade, right? Yeah, we're we're he talking is, we're talking a lot about Bradley Beal, like situation in in Washington. I mean, wanna go through some Ways he can get out of that situation. We can go through some ways. There but, I mean, are again, few. like you look at comparable situations. I mean, he he's given nine years to this franchise, right? Whoa. I mean, he's nine been on this years. team for nine yeah. years. He's been on this team for nine years. Holy crap! Okay, so was this? He got drafted by the Wizards. He did. He did. Whoa. Right, and then they trade John Wall. Right, another long term, you know. Piece. They're fighting. They're fighting. They, they another long term piece. Along. So at this point, I think that if you're Bradley Beal, right, you're looking at it and you're going to be a free agent, um, you know, after this year, after the 2021-2022 season, what, what is your best option? To me, I have no faith in, you know, Wizards ownership at all. I think you need to demand a trade immediately. You know, we're going to go through some packages that could work. Um, a lot of executives think that there's really a very short list of teams that would really be uh, considering, you know, putting together such a package and that the Wizards would actually listen to. Um, and so some of these, some of these, I think, uh, the 76ers, they get, you give them Bradley Beal and the Wizards, they get Simmons, Thibel, 2021 first round pick, 2023 first round pick, which would be assume, assuming a top five project, uh, protected pick. Um, I don't see this happening. I mean, the 76ers are real competitors. Um, in the East, and I don't know why Washington would want to give them such a star like Bradley Beal. Also, I do not know how they currently feel on Ben Simmons, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna, I, I don't out. see, you know, after, I think that if you're, I think, you know. If you're the 76ers, you really see how this no, you how pull the, the season. You, you pull the trigger on a Harden deal is essentially what you should have done if you're going to move Simmons. And not, not to say that Beal isn't as good as Harden, but now obviously you're kind of letting this roll. And as they brought in more shooters, they brought in Danny Green, you know, they're letting, um, they brought in Seth Curry. Like they're, they're they are looking much better. They're one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. So I really don't necessarily see them offering this. And honestly, I don't know if this is enough from you know the Wizards' perspective. Ben Simmons is great, but they're not shedding enough cap space in this room uh, in this in this deal, especially with you know eighty million of that committed to Russell Westbrook uh, over the next two. My years. personal two favorites are probably to the Mavs and to the uh, to the Nuggets. Um, that would see. Um, Bradley Beal going to the Mav, uh, the Mavs, uh, for Hardaway, uh, Tyrell Terry, a 2022 first round pick, uh, Maxi Kleber, a 2024 first round pick, a 2026 first round picks, and a 2028 first round pick. So that's deep in the future that they're committing to Bradley Beal. Um, but I can see it. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not the star that they really were expecting. And with Beal... That that's a pretty big three. That's a strong, strong big three with uh, Luca, Porzingis, and Beal. Um, and then if the Nuggets were to get him, 
they'd give up uh, MPJ, Gary Harris, Bol Bol, uh, 2021 first-round pick, and the 2023 first-round pick. I'm pretty impressed Amelia didn't make a comment when I said Bol Bol. But, no, uh, because, you know, I'm thinking about this. Are these realistic <laughs> trades? Like, do you see these actually taking place? Or are these just, you know, bouncing off depends, ideas? It depends if they want to commit to it. Yeah, I, I don't really see. So going back to the Mavericks deal, I mean, I'd love to see Beal play with. Again, like, this is why I wanted, um, you know, any of you who are on my uh, Snapchat saw me and my take on the James Harden trade. And I think that if you can put one of these high-level, high-octane, um, and high-volume shooting guards with, you know, dominant centers, which there is no better example than Joel Embiid and, you know, Nikola Jokic, you're really looking at it where that is going to be unguardable in the current NBA, the way that they're running pick and rolls, the way that you know, the offenses are really flowing. So I think that if the Mavs can get this deal done, you do it. I mean, again, like, they they have enough youth where they can give up these first-round picks. But realistically, are you going to see another trade with five? And, you know, are they going to take on the contract of a Maxi Kleber? Um, you know, and Tim Hardaway Jr. is under contract for the next three years. So that, that definitely does make it a little harder from the Wizards' perspective to really be accepting this. So by becoming a free agent, does this guy just he he can break his contract, release whatever he's got going on, and just do his own thing? Like, what does this mean? Yeah. After the twenty twenty one twenty two twenty two season, um, you know, so an interesting other teams that you know have really been interested. I think that uh, Miami and New Orleans, you know, they're kind of just involved with everything with the amount of assets. I don't. I don't like the Heat making have. a move on Beal. I mean, that would probably they need to give up Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. Ken, Kelly Olinick. They'd need to give up those all those players. All in those order players. To get one player. Yep. What and the then heck a, and then it? a bunch of future. <laughs> How does this work? Yeah, and a bunch <laughs> of first round picks. And honestly, like, Hero Robinson, none. Um, that's really the face of this. Like, pretty much, I would say the franchise coming up. Um, that's what really took them to the finals. Um, and I don't see them giving up that much for Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of ha- gonna have to disagree with you here. I mean, I think that you really look at this and you're like, okay, Miami has Bam under contract. You have Jimmy under contract for a couple of years, right? Pat Riley is this is right up his alley to be looking at. Okay, how can I go in and bring in a legitimate superstar? Because right now they don't have a legitimate superstar. I think that Tyler Hero, we're 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 working under a lot of recency bias right now because he had a couple of very good games in the playoffs and he is going to be a very solid piece. But Bradley Beal essentially, I mean, is an MVP candidate level player on a team that is literally any other team but the Wizards. So I'm I'm really think that if I'm Miami, I'm calling them. Uh Beal needs the ownership and everything, you know, in 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 that regard and the Pelicans have really not kept it a secret that they're interested in it and after their haul for Drew Holiday, it really would not be surprising to see yeah, them no, go after and go yeah. look, you know, for a Bradley Beal type thing. That's the most natural fit for me, at least, would be the would be the Pelicans. I would love for him to go to the Nuggets. I just don't see them giving up MPJ. Um, you know, it, it really doesn't make sense to be trading wings right now mm. in the NBA. Um, but, you know, these are just some of the potential things. I mean, obviously, you know... You guys know I have to get this in here. Uh, oh, God damn. Jason Tatum and him are childhood friends. Don't be <laughs> surprised if the Celtics make a run at him. Uh, but in all seriousness, you know, the Wizards are going to try to keep him. There's been multiple reports that they're targeting Masan Ujiri, um, the, you know, obviously the guru up in Toronto mm-hmm. who has built many, many teams that have competed for championships. I would not be surprised if he's involved in some way, whether that's 
Bradley Beal going to Toronto in some fashion. I don't know how they would do that. It probably would be Anobi and a couple of firsts or him finding his way to Washington or another team. I have to say, if he's going to leave Toronto, I don't see him up in Washington. So this is our campaign. I think he's got to get out of there personally. Um, I think this is the era of player Free Beal. Sounds like a cry for help Free Beal. Free Beal. Um, you want to, speaking of trades, uh, yeah, moving, moving on to uh, the Stafford to the Rams. Very interesting there. The Rams were given Matthew Stafford for first-round draft picks in 2022 and 2023, uh, third-round pick in 2021, and Jared Goff. Wait, I'm sorry. They planned this stuff so far in advance it just yep. became 2021. Yep. It's, it's all what giving away your heck? future and, That's insane. and making moves. So Whoa. they gave away Jared Goff, the quarterback that took them to the – Super Bowl um, in 2018. Well, I mean, the defense took him to the Super Bowl, but he was a quarterback for that team. They actually recently came out that they first went for Aaron Rodgers, and basically Green Bay just laughed in their face. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would do the same thing. There's no way I'm giving up Aaron Rodgers at, for someone like Jared Goff. Yeah, I, I honestly like the move on both sides. Um, I think that, number one, I think Detroit – really a haul there. I mean, you don't really see... I think that if you were able to just get, you know... He's never worked. Like he, He's first round an amazing pick. quarterback in their no, system, yeah. but it, it just you hasn't taken, taken them anywhere two, else. Two first-rounders, two premier first-rounders, so especially from you know a franchise like the Rams that at any moment they really could just implode based because of how all-in they really are. Like they In two years, they could be like legitimately like have the worst roster in the league with you know a couple injuries and some free agency departure, uh, departures. But then you add on the fact you're getting another third-round pick. And, you know, Jared Goff, like, there is some level of value with him. And, I mean, I would not be surprised if he's not moved at the deadline before he kind of, you know, this massive cap hit on this deal that he signed two summers ago really starts to come into play. It's interesting you bring up Aaron Rodgers, Neve, and the um, you know the Green Bay Packers. Don't really think that this impacts the NFC, them, and the NFC North. But I do think that this shakes up the NFC West. Hmm. One of the best divisions in football, no question. Just got a lot better, in my opinion. And I honestly think that the Rams are now the favorites in that loaded division. Legitimately, all four teams really looking like high-level playoff contenders going into next year. I mean, also just the Rams' offense now after that 2018 where the defense was stacked. They're still very good, but now you look at that offense and you you get pretty scared. Um, Bobby Woods, great great pass catcher. And then alongside Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, and Van Jefferson. These guys really just excelled this past season. Um, I think they're really missing like a deep a deeper target. Yeah, quick quick tip on this just for, you know... Everyone listening, um, definitely look at Robert Woods for fantasy next year. I'm usually traditionally not a Robert Woods fan. I am. Neve is big on him. I am. He's going to yep. be right um, at least this year, so that means you probably won't pick him. Cooper Cup definitely fade on him. Also tune into the fade. Listen to that. Um, but Cooper Cup not a fantasy play next year. Really going to look at if they bring in a rookie wide receiver, um, preferably with speed, honestly. I think that, as Neve said, like there is, they are kind of missing a traditional deep threat here. Um, they're going to use 
Robert Woods in that role. Uh, but if they can bring in another player, and I would love to see an Allen Robinson type of acquisition here. Obviously, going to be what a big makes you say that? Back it up. Yeah, I mean he can he's, catch deep balls no, from Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah, he, you know. he he's he's a great he's a great pass catcher. He's and Stafford can great stand. route runner. Stafford is able to give him the ball. Match the, made in heaven. Possibly, but depends how, what they give up for him because I don't see them giving up now too much for it. What would what it would take basically to get Allen Robinson to the to Los yeah, Angeles? I mean they they're already in you know cap hell essentially, mm. um, and. You know, going out and getting an Allen Robinson, like they have other holes they need to really patch. Specifically, the offensive line. I mean, they're really two injuries away on the offensive line from like not being able to like run the offense, and especially like at heart, even with Matt Stafford, they're going to be a running offense. Another fantasy tip: I'm throwing him out all over the place. I should be charging. Oh for yeah, this. you're a champ. Um, Let's hear it. Cam Make Akers, it Cam Akers, big play next year, uh, especially in this offense, and look for them to pick up a pass catching back in the off season. Um, th- I, I personally don't great. think the volume will be there for him next year, but yeah, they've been they Stafford's been good with pass catching backs as well. So look for them to pick up. You know, obviously, like Theo Riddick was one of his favorite targets for a long time. That's true. Look at some pass catching backs if they do end up in Detroit, right? Or if they do end up at the Rams. Now going forward, they have some long term salary cap issues like Ramsey, um, now Stafford, Aaron Donald, and some others. Um, as you had mentioned, that offensive line is getting a little older. Andrew Whitworth is quite the man, great guy, but he is getting old. He's about 40, 48 at this point. <laughs> and he's still in the league? Still in the no, league, no, still no, kicking. Still kicking. He's just got the white hairs that makes him look uh, a little aged. I don't know. Aged. White hairs, if you can pull it off, you can pull it off. It's a look. Um, yeah, guys, if you guys have white hair. <laughs> you know, great tip. Great, great, great tip. tip. <laughs> Um, we love dyed hair but for everyone. Before we move on, I really do want to mention the beautiful topic that it came out. The, the Patriots were the only team, Trafford, uh, Strafford, Stafford said... Strafford, right, Neve? Strafford. Yeah, Strafford, yeah. Strafford. Mm, mm-hmm. don't, don't try to change the topics because good. Stafford listed the Patriots as the only team he did not want to go to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fair. Um, obviously would have liked him, but... Why do you think? Yeah. I would probably say it's because of Matt Patricia. I that was just never gonna work out. Patriots assistants just never work out, especially in a city, you know, and a team like Detroit that just hasn't been good in so long. Like and the Brian culture Flores. goes beyond. Well, Brian Flores is in Miami, but well, yeah, now, I'm yeah, saying. yeah, oh yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, again, like they, he is an exception. Joe Judge is gonna take the Giants on, to the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. We all know my opinion on McDaniel's, but. Yeah, that's just bad. I think it's a good move, McDaniels, honestly. Daniels, Mickey I think D. Good, yeah. I think it's a good move um, for them. Neve, who do you see coming out of that, that division this year is the real question. If Aaron Donald, like, you saw how much emotion he had, like, in that last game. Um, if he plays with that emotion next season with, like, renewed hope with a better quarterback, I really do think they're coming out of that division. Uh, in all, in yeah. all honesty, it'll be interesting though. I mean, that'll be. I think the Seahawks window is really closing. They've really just botched that entire thing. Um, I was just, all for the Russell Russell Wilson like MVP, and then that just no. And, fell and off a cliff. they need they need Why? a creative playmaker. No, they really need a creative playmaker. He was just so good, and then yeah, I mean, week nine. I think it was week nine, right? He just he he no, basically just, just stopped stopped playing to the level that they really needed him to towards the end. 
Yeah, and, and, and uh, they brought in, I think it's a kid, uh, Waldron. Don't really know too much about him, but, but or, I mean, pretty much he's in that Sean McVay um, kind of like genius, boy genius area, Rams passing coach. Um, and, you know, they just looked flat, right? And, like, DK Metcalf can run down the field, and Tyler Lockett can run down the field straight all you want. But at some point, you need to have creation on offense. And I, I think that this is really going to put them, you know, I and, and this is the other thing. Everyone's forgetting about the 49ers. They really are forgetting about the 49ers, and I think that, you know, they're I mean, really are they the forgetting team. about them because they're bad, or what's forgetful? If they, they were had good down or great, year. then they'd yeah, be on They the- had a down year, so, you know... Had a down year. I think that Shanahan is the best coach in that division. Like, that's better than McVay. Might be a hot take for some people. I don't really think it is. Um, but then, you know, we'll see what Jimmy G does. I could see them making a run at Watson. Um, if they do get Watson, Jimmy G to the Pats all day, baby. I will take him back. No hard feelings at all. No remorse. No remorse. And then, again, you could see – I personally am not a Cliff Kingsbury fan. I think he's a fraud, honestly. Um, what makes a football player a fraud? Coach, coach. He's a coach. Oh, he's a okay. Fraud. All right, yeah, he's, he's a, fraud, a fraud man. Also, I think he's legit. But Kenyon Drake is dead to me. Um, I was a big Kenyon Drake fan coming into this year. And I made fun of him for it. And he was fine. He was he was fine in fantasy. Again, like nothing that stops me from winning. But like it made it way more stressful for me than it really needed to. And hopefully he leaves in free agency and Chase Edmonds is going to be... Probably back eight. Chase Edmonds is my is my boy. Chase Edmonds all day, baby. Before we move on from football, I just want to shout out Jason Witten. Congratulations on your second retirement. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. Can't. <laughs> wait, when was his first? Two years ago. Three years ago, and then he came He's back. Like, oh, psych! I'm bored. I'm coming back. Nah, he was in the booth, um, speaking about some games, and then who do you work for? CBS. I think so. Yeah. It's made um, me think of Philip Rivers. I don't know if you guys uh, saw the Philip Rivers thing. But he's like, I had two dreams in life. It was to play in the NFL and then to coach a high school football team. Oh, my gosh. So, same realm. Definitely on topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, w- yeah. Wayne's now going to coach a Wayne's football team, a high school football team in Texas. Wow, look at that. Yeah. yeah. Big things. One biggest, huge accomplishment. Um, yeah. Like I said last time, guys, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Yeah, rip, hop, smoke. Again, you guys will see. Pop will probably be making an appearance on every podcast that we yeah. do. Yeah, he's our series. special guest. We really do. You know, Woo Wednesday. Rip Did I tell you guys how I didn't know he was dead? When? No. Like actual oh, sidetrack. So the album this. came out over the summer, yeah, and Cooper and I album. were listening to it, and I was like, "Damn, I love this! Like the beat, I love Dior. Like, <laughs> I I was feeling it." And I was like, the third I, time no, Dior listen, was listen, being released. Listen, she liked no, it that shut third up. time. I didn't know the name of it. And then Dior, this time Dior. I was Dior, Dior. I was like, I love it. And I was like, oh my God, we got to go to one of his concerts. And Cooper was like, you're kidding. And I was like, no. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, baby's dead. And I was yeah. like, are you shitting me? Like, I had no idea. He was like, yeah, it was a house murder. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, the house murder makes it that much more worse. <laughs> like, yeah. More worse, guys. more worse, okay, more worse, up. definitely. It's one of those days, but, but it's a Monday. Smooth. Give me a break. It is Monday. It is Monday. You want to continue on to some basketball? Oh yeah, yeah, back yeah, to yeah. basketball. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we can go to, back. Yeah. So we we mentioned them before the Nets. It's a very the the topic on everyone's mind in the news all this entire season. Um, they have the best rating in NBA history. You know how hard that is? That, that You have to be such a good team. But then, 
They also have the worst defensive rating oh God, in work? NBA history. Like I said before, they cannot guard a stick. Mm. I mean, that stick is not Kevin so, Durant. Another but- thing, we'll update this as we go through the podcast. So Neve has a, um, a shooting percentage on jokes that we've been keeping track of <laughs> since the beginning of the semester. Flat Came line. in at probably about like 32%. I would say maybe a little bit higher, like 38%. A respectable, yeah. you know, You've shooting percentage. With 38%, and like this isn't at the beginning of the podcast. Like, so I'm it's, Lonzo, I'm you know, Lonzo. I'm, I we're really looking at, just what, what month is it? It's January, February. It is February, it is February now, now. February the 1st. Wow, it is February. So like beginning of the semester was like what, like January? I consider it like January 15th, right, that we came in. And he came in probably with about 38%. Shooting, which isn't horrible, like especially for like more of a slasher, like whatever. We're down to about twenty four percent now on the joke percentage. Um, you know, it's it's been a t- it's been a rough week. You know, we're roommates. It's been a rough week for me because of that. But hopefully, we're gonna be able to get that shooting percentage up. But that isn't worse than the one hundred and nineteen point nine defensive rating, which would not only be the worst in the league, but it would be the worst of all time. Again. Those of you who know me, I'm not sh- I am not shocked or surprised by this. Kyrie Irving is in the no, he's beyond Kenyon Drake level in how much I he's despise him. Yeah. I really you do despise not want to be on Brendan's bad no, side. That's all I can say. Especially Kyrie Irving. I mean, I defended him. So, you know, I was an Isaiah Thomas fan. That's how I got into basketball, right? And they traded him for Isaiah Thomas. And they traded Kyrie for Isaiah Thomas. I was very upset, but it did make sense from a basketball perspective. IT was off his hip flexor injury. They got, you know, some other assets involved in that as well. Kyrie was a little, you know, a legitimate bona fide superstar. Not that Isaiah wasn't, but Kyrie was slightly better defensively. He was a little bit more durable. And he just seemed like what he was doing made a little bit more sense than the magic Isaiah Thomas had to bolt to get to the rim. So I didn't blame Danny. I didn't blame Danny Ainge with this. Then he comes into Boston and really does everything in his power to essentially destroy the franchise, right? He tries to stunt the the growth of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, right? He bullies Gordon Hayward in the locker room, bullies him, Um, doesn't want to play, doesn't want to answer questions, commits to the fans, doesn't commit to the fans. You know, that's not how it works, right? Like, you're not with the Knicks. You're not with these other organizations. You're not in Detroit, you know? Like, you're not in Miami. Like, that doesn't fly here. Like, we play basketball. That's what you do, right? Then you have a chance to right the ship. You win game six against Milwaukee, and I think it was about 2019, right? They win that game six. There's no problems. Maybe they probably win game seven at that point because the momentum was on their side thanks to Gordon Hayward being able to shoot the ball. But you didn't. You sucked. You shot one for 13 or whatever the hell you shot. And as a result, we lost in the first round. Embarrassing. A 16-year-old Jason Tatum brought us to the Eastern Conference Finals when you were injured, and you can't get past Giannis, who doesn't have a a jumper. He's a young, he was a young lad. Doesn't have a jumper and you can't beat him with this stacked roster. So then he goes to the Nets and then he decides he doesn't want to play. I'm sorry. I don't want to do schoolwork. 
But I still, I still do it every single day. You're getting paid millions of dollars. I don't want to do school. You know, I don't want to have to. Don't have a choice. Go to the, all these meetings that I have to do. I don't want to do any. I don't want to do anything. Just so you guys know, this is like the time of the week where Brendan just sits back and just rants about everything he hates. And then tomorrow he's gonna wake up. He's like, "All right, I'm right back at it. I have seven thousand things to oh, do." Oh yeah. Today. The point I'm is, is that I get up and do my coffee. job. I'm gonna do this. I get up and do my job, right? Kyrie Irving. Yeah, so you're saying he failed. He failed his fans, Kyrie the community, Irving. the team, and, and he's failing Kevin Durant, right? And I'm not mm. a Kevin Durant fan. But this man deserves more respect than you saying, you know what, I don't want to play. And I'm not going to tell you or anyone why that is. So essentially, that is why they're the worst defensive team all the time. It's not like Harden's much better. They also decided, you know what, realistically, how how much trade value does Jared Allen have in the open market? Realistically. I would honestly give a good amount for him, but... I guess not. Yeah, you know, but can you keep him out? The question is, can you lot. keep him out of this deal? Right? Like, if you're the Nets, can you keep him out of this deal? For James Harden? I don't know. No yes. one knows the answer to that. I would say so. I think you try to find a way to there keep There was him. a three-team deal with him going to the Cavs. That's no, the whole issue about it. No, exactly, exactly, exactly. But I'm just saying, like... There are you can find ways around that. Like you don't trade your you're they were already a bad defensive team before this like before this trade occurred. So you're like, you know what? We're gonna take the best rim protector we have <laughs> and we're gonna trade them. And we're gonna trade them. <clears throat> this is where I'm really selfish, guys, because instead of just me listening to him rant all the time, I just get really right annoyed. Now? What do you mean right now? No, like I'm like, saying because now back. I have all the listeners listening to Brendan rant, so it's not just me; it's on them That's fair. Okay. to hear I, I get it. I how get it. annoying it is all the time listening to Kyrie slander Patriots and Celtics theories and hopes and wishes. So, that's really, that's really it for today. Um, they're not. They're they're just. They're not gonna win the final. Like I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. They will not win the finals. And like, y- ev- like you all know that I hate the Seventy Sixers, but like they will not beat this team. Like with Embiid, with Simmons, with Tobias Harris, like they have size where they will just beat them. Like. They're going to beat them. Honestly, I don't even think they could beat Milwaukee. Honestly. Like, who is guarding Giannis? Durant? Like, is Durant guarding Giannis? And then, you know, obviously you're looking at those, like, this the, the, the other teams in the conference. Like, obviously, my Celtics. But I think that those other two teams match up to the point with them where, like, they could not even be playing. If it's a bad game, like, they're going to need these guys to score a lot of points. A lot of points. And if Kyrie takes another sabbatical, like, what are you really doing there? But I don't see them winning. You know, maybe after they bring some pieces in and some bench depth, you know, they're going to be hard to beat next year. Um, but that's my take on it. I also don't think that they have a real coaching staff there. Like, as well, you know, as much as hey, he loves you win coaching match. staffs, you just rip them. Rip, yep. a, rip a new one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty much what it is, and coaching wins. And so, you know, coaching and defense are usually what wins. Oh, yeah, because Brad Stevens definitely delivered a, a championship to Boston. Yep. Definitely. All right. That is a topic for another time. <laughs> Fire Brad Stevens. So thanks, guys, for listening, or mainly listening to Brendan Rant for 15 minutes. Um, we're going to be here every week. If I wasn't so smart, I wouldn't have to talk this much. Oh my God. Oh 
my god, what a hot take. I have to deal with a lot. What a hot take. Yeah, we're definitely going to be arguing about that okay. next week. Um, but yeah, we're here every week. Thank you guys for listening. We're Dorm Talk Sports. This is Initial Public Opinion, IPO. Good night. See you guys. Sign on.